Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. I mean, really, it's a five by eight foot little room here in Port Townsend. Oh, outside, uh, outside in, in a, a beautiful community garden. We live in the treehouse, and oh. it is a planned community. So we oh. share a pond and seeds. It's very French. I mean, if I could just show you how gorgeous Please it is. Show me. See the garden out oh. there? That is beautiful. And we don't have to maintain the major community gardens and deer. A huge mountain lion walked through. But no, this is like my Vardo, my little red wagon to go visit. This is my French she shed. I'm really spoiled. Three houses, six (laughs) houses. Too much to keep track of, but a lot of beauty and a lot of material comfort well and the Hawaii. next time i'm in port sound and i'm gonna need to come visit that she shed because that looks amazing there's two seats see how we can fit in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a beautiful office downtown on the fourth floor i just go out it's like france european where do i want to have coffee and lunch i really am spoiled that's that's wonderful I let's did. call it in i want to be spoiled <laughs> okay let's call it in <laughs> And we've been recording now for a minute and a half. Let's catch the audience up a little bit. Audience. (laughs) (laughs) They got to see that amazing little garden that you have. So welcome, Jan Jorgensen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for showing the audience your she shed and the little garden that you're in. I'm a little bit jealous. I want that for me. (laughs) Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? I would. I didn't always have this abundance, but I always trusted. Uh, I grew up in a family of 10. And I think I learned community from a a young age. Uh, I was a middle child and I just remembered feeling a little bit separate and kind of on my own, but also having that family, that container has held me to this day we still email each other every day there's a family hello and so i became a nurse i was a singer but it wasn't until my 50s where i just felt like something was missing i was married Mm -hmm. to an orthodontist and talk about opulence we had a villa ferrari (laughs) and I suddenly started having breakthrough spiritual experiences, and now I know it was just my time to remember who I am and what my true work is. And I said to myself, I can't go to one more wine tasting. We had fulfilled and checked all the boxes off. He was a wonderful man of what we wanted to do, three children. So I started singing at the bedside with hospice patients and I'd always had anxiety. You know, being in this world is anxiety provoking, especially if you're a woman. Am I doing the right thing? Am I pretty enough? Is this going to work? So I was singing at the hospice bedside and all that fear and anxiety wasn't present. And I actually went into a state of such grace and bliss, a pure light that I said, what is this? And I now know years later with the PhD and removing fear from the voice of the divine feminine that I lived a life of fear and contraction based on society and what my family's script was, especially for a woman in a poor family. So in that moment, I said, I don't know what this is of why I'm singing for this person dying but I've come to know that I unzipped and I 
merged with the divine field. And there's no fear there. And now I know I went over 700. The consensus reality is 732 hertz. And through my will, focus my intentional consciousness to serve and allow this person to release their body pain and thinking and all that is and to go to heaven i actually opened that transition that rainbow bridge and heaven came pouring in and through vibrational entrainment i went to pure bliss and i just said i don't know what this is but i'm in the wrong life it was truly like dorothy going from the black and white into color Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to study this. I've seen I'm... that version, by the way. <laughs> I, me too. I said, <laughs> I am going to study this and learn it and master it and teach it to everyone I know. And then as time went on, I said, if I can help a person release the fear of dying, what is a greater fear for most humans? The fear of speaking, public speaking, speaking. Mm-hmm. and the fear of living. So I really studied fear and kept singing, kept trying on different methodologies. I kind of stepped aside from my marriage and that worked out well because my ex says, your mom was really smart. He's married to the love of his life. Perfect. And I began studying at, it was that time, the Sound and Consciousness Institute, a great group of people, very experimental. We went to Egypt, we toned, went to pure light, we went to bliss. So I had so many amazing experiences over and over. And then I saw the movie, The Da Vinci Code, and Mm. I had severe chills. Who is Mary Magdalene? Did she in Christ have a child? Huge body chill, huge body chill. So I learned that these truth bumps, that's my way as a clairsentient of knowing, follow this path. So Mm -hmm. I began being a part of and studying with the Sacred Divine Feminine group. And because I could sing a fabulous Ave Maria, I became the opening ritualist in Marin County, the hotbed of emerging Divine Feminine for the planet with Christy Michael. Webinars, programs, teaching, rituals. I opened centers, the Crystal Chalice, a women's cooperative. I built a sound African dome where we would sing and stop singing and the sound kept going. We had a labyrinth in the parking lot. That must be amazing. Oh my God, women dancing and singing in the middle, you know, divorce. All of these years, every day was... uh, making olive oil. I mean, just fabulous trekking to France because everybody was someone who could help me understand who am I really and what has been hiding within me that needs to emerge. Not just my voice, but what were my gifts? Mm -hmm. Something else very unusual happened. And we had three children. Our third child, we, you know, orthodontist, nurse, We were going to have the perfect family in Vela, and suddenly the third child came unplanned. And Kelly was hell on wheels. The minute she came, screaming, (laughs) screaming, which got progressively worse, and she challenged my sense of reality every single day. She had a severe metabolic disorder, but we didn't know. And when she was born, she turned blue so many times. Now I know that something else came in and Mm. and a darkness. And that was my path to learn to discern what was my daughter and what was something else. And I'll tell you what happened. I was just so naive. She was 12 years old and she would go in and out of institutions to protect herself and others. And she would come home and they taught us to hold her like this. Mm-hmm. And I held her, I'm mean, a half an hour, you're exhausted. My earth and on a husband came in and held her. And finally in exhaustion, this was a pivotal point for understanding who I really am. I just said, I used my voice and said, may the light of Christ come in this child. Because I was raised Catholic, I believed in Christ. And she went, 
And my husband, ex, came out and said, what is going on with our child? I said, I called in light. I said, you call in light and the dark shows itself. Ta-da. Mm. Light shows. And so suddenly I started thinking, well, what does this mean? What is this darkness? So I began studying with shamans, psychics, intuitives. There was a lot of bullshit there. But I was studying vibrational science, looking at mm -hmm. electromagnetic fields. I had my aura done. I had her aura done. And they said, this is not the aura of a child. This person is suffering and came in to teach you who you are, Jan. She took all of this on to help you remember that calling in the light will cast out darkness. So, I mean, it seems pretty basic. You go to church, you pray, you ask for God light, and the darkness starts showing and you release it. But I came to find out that I was a priestess in many lifetimes, a high priestess, and I knew these skills of vibrational consciousness and intentional consciousness Mm -hmm. and working with the vibration of all that is to affect change, to see and feel darkness, which made sense because so many of us light workers on this path. I remember as a little girl, I would think my father's thoughts, I would merge with him and I would think, why is he saying one thing and thinking something else? I thought everybody could merge with someone else. And I thought, well, how stupid for them to lie when we already know what they're thinking. Until I checked with other people, they said, Jan, not everybody knows what other people are thinking. Even Mr. Rogers says that. People can't yeah. read your thoughts. When I was- Well, yes, nurse, they can. <laughs> well, now they, yeah, they can subconsciously. And it's all I, in- I saw a meme the other day where it was some aliens on, maybe it was Mars or the moon, you can't tell. And they were looking at Earth and the one alien said to the other one, why aren't they telepathic? And the other one said, because they still want to lie. We still want to keep the lid on to feel safe. Yeah. Yep. And I'm here to tell anybody listening to this, moving towards divine sacred community. We're visitors here. We are aliens. Well, we're angels, call whatever you want. All sorts of different names. But I came to find out that I am a messenger and that I am from another place. And that my blueprint, my purpose here is a cheerleader for those that promise to come in and create a more benevolent social system. And that's why I'm talking to you because it's not just releasing our voices. So we speak truth and a person can hear you and that's a match and let's get to work. That's not what's happening. It's co-opting, manipulation, predatory behaviors. The church, authorities, our parents, everyone is trying to force this false flimsy, what I call QR code that matches the system that is not who you really are. Because there's a divine encodement blueprint that we visitors have brought in that is pulsing, igniting, and because higher vibrations eventually dominate the lower the plan the divine plan through us through our very electromagnetic infrastructure will move mountains here on earth people's ways of thinking people's ways of living and how it will do it is simply that as we hold our own vibrational divine blueprint and we pop through this consensus reality, we're unflappable. We're the calm ones in the storm. We're the ones who are holding a vocal profile that lands in people's hearts. They finally say something to trust. Thank goodness, I feel a sense of home in this person. No, I don't always hold it, but when I'm meditating and I am holding my divine blueprint, people say, I've waited my entire life to be near you and that voice. Mm. Because the plan is I'm a cheerleader 
and they're waiting for me to ignite and initiate the pulling off of that fake QR code of intergenerational programming and for their heart to say, this is how I want to live. Like at that hospice bedside, this is what I want to drink the rest of my life. So when people meet they, me, they say, I want what Jan's drinking. Look at her French garden. Look at the manifestation. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you should see. So let's talk about how this actually happens. Um, okay. And I'll give some of this. So w when we're born, this is what must happen in order for us to be able to survive. Humans are a challenging animal in the wild. You know, horses are born and they're able to run on day one. So they can recognize a predator. Uh, us animals, we have really good ways to tell predator versus non-predator. So a horse can recognize a predator and it can run away from it on day one. Humans cannot. And so what we require in order for us to have any hope of survival is that QR code that you're talking about. We require a download from our parents that overlays some things. And one of those things is, what does it mean to be a member of this tribe right now? It's downloaded right into our consciousness, right on day one. And we start unpacking it as children. And this is necessary because we need to know what mushrooms are poisonous. And without that download, we're not gonna know what mushrooms are poisonous. We also need to know who to listen to and what a command voice sounds like. So that when your mother says, do not step in the road right now, you don't step in the road right now. And this needs to be downloaded so that you will listen when you have to, right? So this is just basic biology for humanity. We have to have this. And that has been co-opted, not even intentionally. There wasn't some evil mastermind that sat back and said, I'm gonna create massive power for my descendant a thousand years from now by rebuilding how you download your cultural download at the beginning of your life. It wasn't intentional, but what has happened was people have rebuilt that download so that when you're born, the cultural download that tells you what you need to do to survive Yes. includes things that are no longer useful for humanity. Things like, as you mentioned, generational trauma. We don't need generational trauma today. Yes. Well, it's fear-based. And the new vibration we're bringing in is love, which will melt it. But our QR codes were based on well-meaning parents and society and teachers who wanted to protect us so we wouldn't be hurt. That's right. We would get Don't a eat job. that mushroom. Don't our... step into the road. So we recognize that. And if I was born fully awake, and we were intuitive and sensitive, fully awake, we would have no container of safety for ourselves because there is a rule. The universal rule is to come into Earth, you must take the pill of forgetting forgetting the larger consciousness, forgetting everything so that you can fit and be part of the tribe and train with them. But there is a time clock in the heart of every person on this visitor team to eventually wake up and meet each other. And the time clock is accelerating in the time of meeting our new divine tribes to co-create, collaborate, and lead the new reality is now. So, yeah. Spirit told me a couple of years ago, what is all this? They said, Jan, your major work hasn't even begun. It's puzzle pieces. More people need to wake up, and you just keep calling and talking to people that you are interested in, doing something interesting and support and talk to them and interview them. And in that way, we expand the entire field. Just as I'm talking with you today, our own fields are weaving and binding and everyone that is listening, we have just now added new ingredients to baking the cake of the new reality. And at a yeah. certain point with all of us faceted and living from this connected with source, illuminating, bright, divine, primal QR code, we come together and we can use our thoughts 
to recreate this reality because remember higher vibrations dominate the lower vibrant and we will be uh the creative mechanism beyond the status quo and authority and elected officials we will become consultants and how this all plays out i've seen like little scenes of the future different goal mm-hmm. points that i know we are at certain parts but where we're at right now is simply talking conversing and those that their prenatal contract said yes there'll be a certain time where i won't want to live in a big fancy house it's unsustainable i will start looking for people who i think are living coherently looking to the future making sure there's water no matter what climate change brings a temperature off the grid let's regenerate our local agricultural system and let's be I'm, I'm to- all for regenerative ag yes and look at all sacred economics trading so you're out of the old grid which is dissolving as it must because it is fear based everything that is fear based is not moving to what we call the fifth dimension or whatever the new reality for earth is committed people living with awake intentional consciousness with resources in a sustainable loving way not everybody's going to buy into that and it wasn't their trajectory to do that so as a sensitive beings we think people are going to suffer this is going to happen and this and we say it's all part of the plan you can't fix things for everybody we are not rescue boats now we are lighthouses we are to radiate the answers you can bring a horse to water you can't make him drink blah 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 but that's why we're having this conversation is people are wanting to know about community and i want to tell a little bit about 10 years ago they showed me the way to build community is to identify a person that community that holds a dominant vibration of light jan go to that community and help that person understand that they start having circles and sharing their mastery of painting or dancing or cooking their vibration will shed and it will galvanize and create a circle where those people are be like we want to be together and then that person holds the may pole in that community of light but the women holding the ribbon or men suddenly they start saying wait a minute i could go and teach this over in this community so we switch out the yeah. maples and suddenly we have ambassadors visiting and places to stay because it's expensive to go somewhere where you don't know so this is what i've called the soar template sounding authentic resonance of visitations and creating strong communities so about a year and a half ago I've been well into with a new partner here sitting in the lap of luxury in the Pacific Northwest having salmon having whipped cream in my drinks and once again forgetting my true purpose so mm-hmm. we're at an, another approach I started getting very sick from the mold and the moisture mm. we had a little mold in one of the houses and so one day my partner said he was tired of me being sick and he said well maybe you need to live somewhere else and the next morning i got up and i said i'm going on a tour to drier places and i am going to go on the queen's caravan spiritual walkabout tour to drier places and the way i'm going to do it is to make it part of my work and i'm going to find a strong woman in the community i'm going to sit i'm going to teach them painting voice release or do a sound bath and get them strong enough to meet on their own and that's what i did i was yeah. half sick i got in my car for 6 weeks i went to montana i started with my cousin and then i went i saw where another musician had gone to new age places i looked at his itinerary said i was his friend they welcomed me gave me places to stay i did voice release i go thank goodness for that mold that made me so sick so sick oh, wow. 
I had to go on five heart medications and I was Miss Vitality before that, eating well, doing everything perfect. And mold, of course, is a hard thing. I had to get that sick. And my partner said the right thing. And so I'm on my fifth tour and I am uh, learning to monetize it. I do private sessions two days after the major circle. People are happy to do voice release and release fear out of their voice and become the badass leaders they were meant to be. Yeah. So it's, it's really fabulous. So in that way, we're creating circles of community and the hub is I connect all the time. And yeah. if one healer is good at this, or this person's doing a belly dance, I have a sore Facebook page. And in that way, everything moves. I have to say, I've learned a lot of this from my partner. He is a, a one man ambassador for the planet called United Earth Networks. And I've been with him for 12 years and he has shown me how to unite politicians um, top name musicians, musicians, politicians, areas, and he, Jesse has a, a golden ticket for his past working at the White House, Russia, China, streaming, live aid concert, The Voices. And mm -hmm. so he and I know we have a destiny to help the Voices of Truth stream, just like in Live Aid, simultaneously. Mm -hmm. 12 satellite systems from every country, we know that we are together to help for voices like ours, Lucas, not famous people co-opted, you know, doing things for marketing and control, but to have stages to say, this is the truth. And these communities are the way to stay safe, use resources, and actually earn the right to remain living on earth. So with my relationship, I'm able to meet Joe Brewer, who is just up here from, I think, Ecuador, the leading expert on regenerative, I can't say that word, ecology, agriculture on Cascadia, our region regeneration. So mm -hmm. I feel very fortunate. I want to uh, meet Joe. Yeah, Joe's fabulous. He stayed at our home. And I told my Amazing. partner. Two years ago, I said, we need to buy a bed and breakfast in Port Townsend because we're going to have people coming through. No, mm. Port Townsend is so tiny. So when we have a guest, Joe Brewer was like right here sitting in our front room having coffee with us. But it's an amazing journey. And so my part is I'm the cheerleader. I'm not the team. I don't throw the ball, do the work, do the projects but I am an idea person and can help people remove the fear so the field is clear and they're arriving for the game in the clearest, brightest, most enthusiastic mode they can be in. So I say that because each of us on this team has a superpower. And when we claim it yeah. and, and vibrate it, people with eyes to see and ears to hear will see it and you're no longer outside. All the light workers I meet, they say, I don't fit in regular society. I feel like I'm going crazy. My husband wants me to go on antidepressants. <laughs> and I say, well, where's your tribe? For your tribe That's to right. see you, you have to shine your authentic signature. They have to see your true QR code, not your black and white one of the trauma. Right. So we help heal each other. We help be brave enough to peel off that linear, only one facet QR code, see each other, come together and co-create. Just like we're creating a delightful little educational community with Gateway University and Kimberly Marooney. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah, you and I met. We're assisting and supporting ourselves to attain and work with the higher levels and degrees outside of the bastion of the Ivy League, which truly has a lot of painful nonsense in it. Yeah. Of, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh boy. 
old boy systems. <laughs> yeah, they were doing the work in a way uh, that is pleasant. So I, I got the PhD in the voice release method that I developed over 15 years, scientific spiritual method to release fear from the body, which actually the last the scientific part I had, I could track the frequencies, identify fear, see how it played out in the person's life, their story. But I said, okay, spirit, you showed me how to track it and analyze it. How do we shift it? Yeah. An archangel. What good is it knowing if I can't do something about it? It was frustrating. An archangel came in and showed me that exact process. As a person speaks, their vet megaphone is their QR code. In other words, if a woman thinks men betray her, she goes into a dance like this, and out of a hundred potential partners, the one who would betray her is the one she feels comfortable with, and they match because of her QR code. So voice release goes in. We awaken the QR code of the betrayal that probably came from her mother, society, intergenerational. We awaken it, and I have her sound, and within her voice is that broken QR code, which is the informant to attract and resonate to other people with the QR code that wants to hook onto that. So I have her sound. And this archangel said, Jan, sit across from the woman. And I've taken 30 years of anthroposophical pure tone singing. I can merge just like with hospice and find the fear and move it within the body. So when the person's voice comes towards me, the archangel said, you will not sing a regular note. You will stealthily vibrationally frequencies match the initial wounding decision stabilization of their QR code. You will match it and you will phase shift it, which means slightly go off it. Almost like a sonic drill that goes in and breaks up a, a gallbladder stone. So I yeah. use my voice and I massage it. The QR code cannot hold that rigid consistency and it pops. Now, this is amazing because I've done voice release with the room of a hundred women. Any woman who has that same conundrum, same issue, feels it pop in her body. I mean, okay. you can't so make this stuff up. Let's, let's talk about how this happens. <laughs> I'm a, yes. I'm, I love the mechanism and especially for the people who are listening to this, who want to be community builders. Yes. What they just heard from you was magic, but I don't think that they understand it. So I'm going to okay. tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, right now, as you're speaking to me, I'm feeling well, all hold of on. Okay. Y yes, but hold on. So as I mentioned, humans were not born able to run away. Right. We're, we're also not born able to chase. So by the way, we're predator animals. As a predator animal, we don't actually have a way on day one of our life or day 10, or even at the, at the end of two years or three years to be able to go get the food that we need to survive. We can't yes. do it. What we must do in order to succeed in that is we need to build skills. We need to build the skill first of movement, and then we need to build the skill of walking and then running and then fighting and then hunting and tracking and communication and working together as a team, these are all skills that we have to build. Absolutely. And in order for us to be able to build these higher level skills, we need to have a mechanism that's built inside of us to recognize mastery within our tribe. Absolutely. A mechanism that's built in to recognize mastery within our tribe. Now, the question is, have you ever, you, the audience, you, Jan, of course, you, have you ever listened to somebody speak and instantly known that that person is a master at that thing? Because they have no fear. They are embodying. They have like the ninja or yeah. the person, a martial arts. A singer, most singers I can't listen to because their ego is self-monitoring and I feel that and it hurts my body. But when mm. you hear someone, it's the fearless state I talked about in hospice. That is right. a master who still acknowledges that fire is hot, this can be hurt, but you get to a certain point where you're fearless 
that you can do actually do things walk on coal and do things because yeah. you it's mind over matter your consciousness okay. so we have this it's biologically encoded in us we must have it in order to build the skills to create okay, so survival I'm not talking about getting rid of primal fears of safety so we have to be able to recognize mastery in addition to being able to recognize mastery and that's what you're talking about is we're, we're using voice we're using heart energy we're using body posture there's a whole bunch of cues that we take in to recognize mastery in another person in addition to that we have some really cool tools built inside of us to be able to do some amazing things. We call them mirror neurons. We can use mirror neurons to match somebody's vibration, which is what you're talking about. So yes. we can feel their pain. It's built in. It's, it's not fake. The, this, this idea that when somebody is hurting in front of us, we will hurt too. There are reasons for this. If somebody in front of you is vomiting, you, we have mirror neurons. We're designed to vomit too, because they probably ate that mushroom and they need to get it out. You probably ate the mushroom too and you need to get it out. This is built in, right? So these mirror neurons, they allow us to vomit when somebody vomits. They allow us to feel pain when somebody's feeling pain. They allow us to feel happiness when somebody's feeling happiness, but it's not just about feeling. It's also about learning. And here's what's really cool. So you could go off into the mountains and decide that you want to be a monk so that you can free yourself, Jan, as you're talking about, of this QR code, this overlay, this societal thing. And it's possible. You can do this. And in 20 years or 30 years, you might be able to step into a new level of consciousness or you can use what's built into and very powerful within specifically this species of humanity. You can use these mirror neurons and work together as a community to learn faster from yes. the masters that have been assembled. Correct on this. We and have this biological thing that yes. makes us epic learners. Because it's resonance. That's why we want to be, uh, be around people who are fear free because we merge with them just like i merged with my father so i'll yeah. give you an example i was on the nile in egypt and there's a belly dance contest uh. I belly dance but i chose the best dancer and i said i'm going to stand next to her and merge with her mastery i will know what she knows and i let go and i became her this is how humans have always chosen a Christ, a Buddha, a guru to show us the way, to show us mm -hmm. a fear-free state where we could access the truth of our own beingness. So at this point, we are meeting each other. I meet you and you have light and a glow. You're a tech guy. You should have seen me struggling to go on, get on the Chrome. I had to download it. And I've been a very right brain feeling moving energies. But we are exchanging. You're working with the divine feminine principles now. I just launched my new deck of cards that I had to master Canva, QR codes. Oh, By yeah. the way, it's Be the Light Divine Alchemy cards on Amazon. I mean, be the light, I, divine alchemy cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everything that has come through me, and I know with original paintings. But I burn so many brain cells. It helps me understand why my partner or men try to wrap around this nebulous essence of the divine feminine, because that's not how his brain works. It's mm. more of an Excel sheet. So we are learning and growing and expanding. So each of us, our own divine feminine and our own divine masculine, we're mm -hmm. becoming sovereign, autonomous beings of strength, inner mm -hmm. resilience, which is needed in communities where, guess what? Growing food, cooking food, doing a lot of old fashioned community things are going to keep us alive and happy and joyful i hope i can dance forever that's my main thing yeah. dancing but you're absolutely right the sensitivity i was i don't think i already said this i sound like my mother but i was changing a dressing at marine general hospital and the patient who had a pretty gnarly leg 
And my leg was hurting so much, I told the other nurse, I said, some of these wounds, it's so hard to redress because it hurts so much. She said, what are you talking about? I said, when you change a dressing, I said, your leg doesn't hurt like the patient. She says, no, Jen. <laughs> so oh. that's exactly what you're talking about. And most yeah. humans are walking around almost immobilized, fearful, and our social systems, the monetarily, it's just, and then COVID. There's so many ways that new initiatives are needed to show us how to shift and how to be in new communities, to create new rules for ourselves. That's mm -hmm. the fundamental part. The part that I'm doing in a practical sense now is with a partner, Aubin Marie. We are visiting different communities. I think it's OSR, fabulous out of Utah. Get one acre. You can build a house a greenhouse, chicken coop, 200K, okay? Visiting other co-housing villages built on Charles Dirt's Denmark modality co-housing, usually a little more upper end gathering space, people who want a gentle community. But the one up here, rooted Northwest is focused 240 acres. You actually you don't have to buy it, but by buying in for units, you have access to having cattle, to ha raising rabbits, goats, or planting food. So they're becoming a cooperative. There's still time uh, to buy in on that project. I'm looking at tiny Lovely. homes. I'm building folders. And then Avin and I are seeing, how can I be a cheerleader? How can I give them decision-making models? How can I mm. help them see if there's DDT in this property, how Charles Stamets mushroom fungi can go in and eat and break that down. So I've moved into this new role of not just the sore idea of visitations and people holding that, but how are we going to live in community affordably together in a practical sense. So I have lots of folders now, and if people are interested, I send out a questionnaire and ask them what they have to offer, work monetarily wise, what they want. And then when something comes across my desk, I have a friend, Anne, Anne who she just built. It's almost crazy to say it, but I interviewed her. I have it on YouTube in Alabama. She bought property, it was like $3,000 for all this acreage for her lot. She sold off a lot, got money, and looked on YouTube and built her own three-bedroom house for, get ready, $20,000. Oh. $20,000, and it's adorable. And then she hired workers, and then she invited in professionals to check it all off on the code systems. So she did it off YouTube's herself. I mean, she's like a walking encyclopedia. So when I did a webinar recently, an uh, hour long, where I interviewed people, what is community? I don't know if you had a chance to see that. And then I went through the checklist. If you're beginning to think about community, why not move towards it today? Where mm -hmm. do you want to live? Weather is big. How much money? Who do you want to live with? Do you want to expand a community with young people and elderly, which is smart? What do you want the basis of it to be? And there's just millions and millions. Now I have lots of books, but it's changing. It's changing so quickly because of climate change. Because what we thought was possible may or may not. For instance, one of the communities I visited recently, I took an expert on planning and management for communities. And he asked the salesperson, have you talked to the local electricity company because they can't carry the load of these 100 households? Have you talked and made those arrangements for, to make sure when this community gets built? So our infrastructure is failing in so many ways and needs to be regenerated. And that's why, of course, living off the grid is the smartest. What I'm saying is some of these new echo villages and communities, for instance, I just visited one in New York, and they all seem to have their personality and focus. 
and theirs is saving on their utility bills. Hmm. But what happens when the grid goes down and it's broken? Old systems. That's right. And they don't have enough solar. Solar is so important. Water energy, getting those air uh, windmill things. Air turbines. Air turbines. That's in in question. Yeah, all of this. So the new communities have to even think more along Mother Earth sustainable, not what man has built, which pretty much counts on man to keep going, which pretty much you can see where that's headed. We can see where that's headed. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Thank you, Jan. So I John like to. Tucker. <laughs> yeah. This has been great. I loved every minute of it. I like to wrap up my interviews with three questions. Um, The first one's real simple. What's the one best way for people to get in touch with you who have been really excited by what they heard today? Well, I have a website and everything is on there. There's a contact, sign up for my newsletter, find out about the cards, a free Wednesday meditation, Be the Light every single week i am there keeps me in the proper vibration i'll be the light you just go straight to my website and i'll say it slow it's perfect sound and light healing arts.com sound and light healing arts.com so again i'm a cheerleader uh, don't ask me to co-chair your program but I'd love to just spend time just to meet new people, collaborate. What are you doing? What are you holding? And, you know, hopefully download some information to assist and support your emergence. Mm, I love it. Soundandlighthealingarts.com. That's it. Second question. This is where the curveballs start. This is fun for me. <laughs> I need a chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Get ready. Um, <laughs> If there was one question that you wish I had asked during this interview, what would it be? Well, it's something around my process. If I would have stayed Jan Jorgensen, you know, there in Endicott Street, holding that mentality through my whole life, I couldn't have touched and learned and been a part of the big movement. So some question about the importance of waking up am i glad that i went off that trajectory yes that everything pointed in this direction having anxiety my whole life having a daughter who woke up and i could see all you had to do is call it was it worth the suffering and the darkness and the confusion i felt it's all part of the journey and i'm i want to tell people if you feel like you can't see the light yet beyond that veil and what we call suffering is actually uh, our assignment our homework our faceting of our divine blueprint so i think in wrapping it up i'd like to reassure people that no matter where you're at no matter how frustrating or dark things are keep imagining and working towards expanding who you Mm. really are, being around high vibration people, letting your old uh, one uh, dimensional QR code go. The light is just one or two or three veils away. And you will be so glad you stuck with it because uh, the changes that are coming are so wonderful, Mm. so bright, and we will be celebrating a new way of living on earth through us, through these activities of activating our remembrance of what we promised to do. So again, if you're frustrated, think you need money, but no, put your heart in the right place, meditate, breathe, listen to Lucas Roots uh, podcast, (laughs) and we'll all get there in in divine timing. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Release the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of scary when you think about it, because uh, when you can create with your thoughts, that's kind of a new responsibility. 
Yeah. But we can. My sister would always say, Jan, careful what you ask for because you just might yeah. get it. And now I've really learned to be careful uh, what I ask for. And it's still a, a co-creation dance. You know, I have a partner. We talk about things with well, this is how I see it in my heavenly divine feminine French way. And then <laughs> he has the Buddha masculine brown way of external surroundings. So uh, it's going to be a co-creation where hopefully we all find our happy spot and we're happy that each other is yeah. happy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, last question. Do you have any parting thoughts? Well, the first thought that came was, I hope we all win. <laughs> and I, I think uh, we're on the winning team and everybody made their decision of where their soul will reside moving forward. And so we, we will all win. It may not look like it, but we are choosing the trajectory, the activities, the people and the tribes. The divine plan is assured for earth to create a new realm where she has regenerated her beauty with all the uh -huh. abundance so for those that seek to work with that trajectory and plan and story that that that's pretty amazing so i think we're we're all going to win um for what we each choose to create and i'm so glad i went from the black and white I remember I was 10 years old at the neighbor's house singing, is this all there is? Is this all there is? It's all there is, my friend. Let's keep on dancing. And the mom said, you're a little too young to be singing that. <laughs> and now I get it. I totally get it. This isn't all there is. There is something, and I think people listening to your podcast know it and feel mm. it. So you bring people on, like me, the cheerleader, to say, we're living it now. Just just one more choice, one more thought, one more veil. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jan. And it's fun. It's it? so much fun. <laughs> it truly is. Thank you for having me on your show and letting me say my truth. It was beautiful. I would have it no other way. Making me feel safe. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Thanks for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.